Hello, everyone. Welcome to another message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. We appreciate you being here today. Uh, This message is for Sunday, July the 16th, 2023. My name is Melvin Gaines, and let's go ahead and get started with today's message, a very timely message for the day. The message is entitled Jude's Message for Today. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your presence. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you, Lord. Now, as we sit quietly before you, we want to hear you speak to us through the power of the Spirit. We want not my words to be used, but yours. And we thank you for your presence nonetheless. Lord, we just ask that you just bless us now. And Lord, we pray that you will strengthen us in this time, in this day, in this age where, Lord, we are thankful to be under the age of grace. But we recognize there are many, many people right now who reject you wholeheartedly, don't want to have anything to do with you or any part of you. We pray, Lord, that the Spirit indeed reaches those individuals and speaks to them where they make a decision to acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. We thank you. We ask all these things, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Jude the author of the biblical letter of the same name, and our subject for today's message, woke up one day deciding that he was going to write a brief letter to his friends about the subject of salvation. It was all about encouraging them during what was arguably a very difficult time for them and for others in the faith. At this time, Jude who was also known in his family by the name of Judas, was about 61 years old. The Christian church that we know of today was only around for about 30 years since the time of Pentecost, and it was struggling mightily as heresies and persecution of its members was common. Jude, who was a believer, knew all about Jesus and all that he had accomplished. He was raised in the same family as Jesus, along with his brother, James. They were both half-brothers of Jesus. It had been about 33 years since Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, but it was only four years prior that James, his brother, was stoned to death. Even with his experience of loss, he was convinced, with everything going on at that time, to write a letter and share his thoughts as a fellow servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Jude chapter 1, Jude 1. There is only one chapter in Jude, and we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. So we're going to start there. And for those who are not familiar with Jude, you would know that, or hopefully or find out, that Jude is the last book in the New Testament before Revelation. Revelation is the last book. Jude is the one chapter right before it. Let's start with verse 1. This is the New Living Translation, Jude 1, verse 1, and then 2. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Now notice something very important here with Jude's greeting. He refers to himself as a slave or a servant, if you read the King James Version. 
even though Jesus is his half-brother. Earlier in his life, he did treat Jesus like he was a lesser half-brother, for sure, and perhaps with some animosity. Even James, who would later be the renowned leader of the Jerusalem church, and we would find that in Galatians 1.19 and Galatians 2.9, even he didn't originally believe in Jesus. How do we know this? Well, let's look at, look at some passages. Mark chapter 3, go to Mark 3, and let's look at verses 20 and 21. Mark chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. We've all been involved or are certainly familiar with families which there is some dysfunction. Uh, it's more common than you'd like it to be. But the family where Jesus was raised, there was some dysfunction. And that had everything to do with who Jesus was and what he was involved in. Look at verse 20, Mark chapter 3. Then he, Jesus, went home and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went outside to seize him, for they were saying, he is out of his mind. Hmm. Now flip over, please, to John chapter 7. Let's take a look at verses 2 through 5. John chapter 7, verses 2 through 5. In John chapter 7, we're going to read the English Standard Version here. But this was right before the festival and where everyone was going up uh, into, into Jerusalem. Uh, one of the last points of ministry in Jesus' life. But look what it says in verse 2. Now the Jews' feast of booths was at hand. So his brothers and sisters said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. And then verse 5, for not even his brothers believed in him. So they were kind of playing along a little bit, kind of going along with what was happening here. But they, there was some animosity with who Jesus was because of all the attention he was getting. And, of course, it just wasn't understood then as far as what was going on. So we have a very rocky pass between Jesus and his brothers and sisters. But we can conclude that both James and Jude were prepared to carry on the ministry of the gospel just as Jesus had commissioned. He had commissioned his disciples to do this, and, and that includes everybody. It's very likely that both brothers heard Jesus' message at the last day of the feast in Jerusalem before Jesus was crucified. Flip further now in John chapter 7 to verse 37. John chapter 7, we're going to look at verses 37 and 38. And these passages are going to be uh, presented from the New Living Translation. John 7, verse 37 and 38. Verse 37, on the last day, the, cli the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Now this is where I want to point out the importance of every disciple of Jesus to follow his command and proclaim the good news of salvation and to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This gospel must be preached 
and carried forth to the ends of the earth. That's all of our responsibility. Go back to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, a very familiar passage. Uh, for some of us, a memory passage. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And the gospel message must be preached because, essentially, Jesus is the very reason, um, the very reason he came to earth in the first place was to proclaim the good news, the good news that he was there uh, to, for salvation, for the world to be saved. Verse 18, Matthew chapter 28. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, James and Jude heard the words from Jesus. He heard, they heard these words. And both realized who Jesus truly was because the Spirit revealed it to them. That's how anybody gets to know who Jesus is. The Spirit reveals it. They were obedient to the Father and carried forth the gospel of Jesus Christ. But now the tone of Jude's message is going to change. The Holy Spirit moved him to write down an even more important warning to his readers about the false teachers that were integrating within the church. He had received word from the brethren, and perhaps even those from James's church, of the rampant nature of false teaching and how it was deceiving many, many people. Jude told his friends that it was time to get more and more involved in defending their faith and standing up to the false teachers who slid into their church congregations preaching that living in the world in whatever manner that you desired was perfectly fine and permissible. That's what they were teaching, which was false. Let's continue in Jude. Go back to Jude and look at verses 3 and 4. Jude 1, verses 3 and 4. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. Verse 4, I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Jude's words here get right to the point, and he reminds his friends of the consequences waiting for those who choose to deny Jesus with a brief history of those who did that very thing. Go back to the passage, verse 5. And we're going to read down to verse 7. Verse 5, So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. 
And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. Verse 7, And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. Why did Jude feel the need to remind his friends about something that they already knew about God's judgment? It's a great question. He was prompted by the Spirit who deals completely in truth to speak to any friends who were wavering in their faith or were flat out involved in sin to know what a dangerous situation that was to be in. Jude was speaking God's truth and that those who needed to hear it were aware that they knew what could happen to them if they did not repent and turn from their sin. Mankind, on its own accord, needs constant reminders not only of the good things that come from God, but also the dire consequences of living repeatedly in sin and rejecting Jesus. Please go to Romans chapter 6. Let's take a look at verse 20. We're going to read through to verse 23. Romans 6, verse 20, and we're going to go to verse 23. Romans 6, verse 20. This is from the English Standard Version. Verse 20. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of these things is death. Verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification. And its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jude then continues by revealing an interesting point that is not mentioned anywhere else in Scripture. But rest assured that those who oppose God and challenge his authority will go the way of Cain and the others referenced in this passage to their destruction. Let's go back to Jude, Jude 1, and let's look at verse 8. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. Verse 9, but even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. But these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. Verse 11, what sorrow awaits them. For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother, Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah, 
they perish in their rebellion. Jude is reminding everyone that God's judgment will come one day for each of us. It is all-encompassing and will escape no one. It came for Balaam and for Korah because they rejected God. Jude's messages for those who, unless they make the decision to acknowledge Jesus as Lord, are destined to experience total separation from God. He is giving this present generation the very same message. This present generation. And God is a loving God. He doesn't want to see his people perish. He says that in John 3.16, he wants them to experience everlasting life. But please go to Romans chapter 10. I want to show you a passage here as well, too. Romans 10, verse 21. Romans 10, verse 21. This is the English Standard Version. And this essentially is a mention of an Old Testament passage as well. Romans 10, verse 21, But of Israel, he, being Isaiah, says, All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. You can find that in Isaiah 65, verse 2. All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. That's what God sees today. Now, Jude is going to vividly provide word pictures now to add to a very definitive statement to stay away from evil people. It isn't complimentary, that's for sure. Let's go back to the passage, Jude 1, verse 12. When these people eat with you in your fellowship, meals commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They are like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. Jude is making it clear that there are people that we may associate with who are living a lie and ready to disrupt your walk with Jesus. They work for the one who readily makes accusations and slanders those individuals who follow Jesus, none other than Satan. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's take a look at verses 13 through 15. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15. And we're going to look at the NIV version here. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. Verse 13, for such people are false apostles deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ don't forget that part masquerading as apostles of Christ 
And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. That speaks for itself, doesn't it? Then Jude shares another point. As that of Michael's confrontation with Satan over Moses' body, that is also never mentioned anywhere else in Scripture, is about Enoch. Enoch. In Genesis chapter 5, Enoch, who is Adam's great-great-great-grandson and the father of the longest living man of all time, Methuselah, you'll find that in Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 through 24, he walked such a faithful life that he did not even experience death. He had some kind of a relationship of faith with God. Jude shared the words of prophecy from Enoch that those who oppose God will face judgment and live in torment, the destination for those who live in ungodliness. Let's go back to Jude 1. Look at verse 14. And we're going to read through to verse 19. Jude 1, 14 to 19. Verse 14. Enoch who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Verse 16 these people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. Question for you. A couple questions. Do you think Enoch's words matter today? Do you believe the words of the apostles of Christ? Do you think that Jude's message is on point in this day and time? Jude wanted to share about salvation, but the Spirit directed Jude to drive home the point that people who purposely live outside the will of God will experience eternal separation from him. He says it in a number of different ways here, and it seems that he is speaking to friends that already know better. Remember that those with hardened hearts really don't care about God's loving gift of eternal life. They care more about prideful living. They care more about regularly satisfying their own desires. So now that Jude has made his points, it's time for a message of building up. The friends are to build one another up and stay true to God and his word. Go back to Jude, verse 20. Jude, verse 20. 
But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Building each other up in faith begins with one person. It starts with you. It starts with you. When you're waiting, or perhaps if you're waiting, for someone else to pump you up and make you feel better, well, consider that the Lord Jesus Christ may be waiting for you to take the initiative. Amen? The other believers need to hear words of encouragement coming from you. Please remember that God's judgment is closer and closer every day. While a person needs to trust in Jesus, do everything you can to convey God's love for each and every person you know. Not everyone you know, even though you may think that person may have a relationship, actually does have a relationship with Jesus. Not everyone you know has one. And that's an obvious statement, isn't it? Look at what else is necessary in the building up process. Prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. Our first moments of our relationship with Jesus began with prayer. It must continue with consistent prayer for life. Jude is making no assumptions as to who has a relationship with Jesus, and nor should we. Eternal life with Jesus is what's at stake. He loved us before we knew what love was. Salvation from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the prize for every believer. Building up also includes keeping those who you know in prayer to keep them from stumbling. You can't be responsible for what someone else does, but that doesn't eliminate your responsibility to pray. More and more believers have to live a life that hates sinfulness and promotes godliness as an active member within the body of Christ. Jude concludes with a final prayer that praises God the Father and glorifies his half-brother Jesus as Lord and Savior. Look at verses 24 and 25 in Jude. Verse 24. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with, bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. Jude's speaking to us even today with these words. Jude knows his position as a messenger of Jesus. He responded to the words of the Spirit and shared an eternal message of God's truth to a corrupt world 
that will one day, thankfully, will be made incorruptible by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has that full authority over heaven and earth that we just read in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Judgment is near for those who don't believe in Jesus as Lord. Let Jude's words sink in. Father, we thank you and praise you for your very presence in our lives and for the instruction of truth. And Lord, for some of us, truth is a very hard thing to swallow. But if we're truly living in the power of the Holy Spirit, with the indwelling Spirit giving us guidance and wisdom, we recognize that truth is all that really matters. We thank you, Lord, for your truth. And we thank you for Jude giving us the honest scoop on what we need to really know and understand. We can't keep living outside of your will and expect to have an opportunity to have fellowship with you. We can't go through life living in our own way and manner and not acknowledging the reason, the very reason that we're here is because of you. Lord, I pray that you break through, break through those with hardened hearts, break through with those who truly doubt who you are. Strengthen them, Lord, help them along. Give them a reason to celebrate who you are as they recognize that they're the reason that they're here because of who you are. You knew about all of us. You knew about every single person who's ever been born, lived, and died on this earth. And you certainly know about those people who are present today. Lord, may we continue to be the remnant that goes forth and preaches your gospel and speaks to others about your truth. Lord, may we go forth as Jude went forth. A very short passage, 25 verses, yet there's so much there for us to understand and see. Bless us, Lord, as we go forth. We value your encouragement through the presence of the Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for what you do for us. Help us to remain faithful and remain in your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today for the message for Akron Elias Fellowship Church for Sunday, July the 16th, 2023. Jude's message for today. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. For more information about our church, look us up on our Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and akronalliance.org. All one word, akronalliance.org. Take care of yourselves. God bless you. We'll see you next time.